Welcome to Emran's podcast, episode number 81. This is your host, Suman Silwal. Stay within the limits of your ability. It's okay to decide you would like to be faster, but approach it like because it's so much more important to be able to finish than it is to finish fast. Visit emrans.com to listen to our previous podcast shows, links to our social media channels, as well as get discount codes for Seven Bridges Marathon and all Southeast and Trail Series events. I'd like to welcome Dr. Sith Alzheimer to Emran's podcast. Sith is from all the way down from Flatland of uh, Orlando, Florida, and uh, it's great to have you, Sith. Uh, how are you doing today? Okay, so far, thanks. We've been trying to connect uh, to to get you in the podcast for a while. Then, uh, then we had an issue with a hurricane. How are you all recovering from the Central Florida area? Recovering from the hurricanes? Well, it's still a little messy here, and there are some isolated pockets with no electricity. So, although there's a lot of debris around, we're we're enough in the central part. Part of the state and away from the ocean and the Gulf of Mexico. So flooding is not so much of a problem for us. We get strong wind. If A lot of trees came down and took power lines with them. So we had a lot of cleanup to do, but no one in my social circle got hurt. And there was not a lot of major damage, just really mostly men. Definitely. How was it uh, specifically running? I know that it's kind of difficult doing those hurricane coming through, passing through for for you for the South Florida. But uh, tell us about your running side on that. Yeah, sure. It was you know um, the the actual the, the weather um, right just before we got hit with the hurricane and just after was actually a little bit more pleasant um, by Central Florida standards. You know, it's really pretty hot here a lot of the year. And especially during, um, we don't get a fall really until probably November. And so it's been, it was in the 90s Fahrenheit every day, Um, but it got down into the 70s while the hurricane was in the neighborhood. So it was a little more pleasant to run, actually. I I ran the day before the hurricane came. When the electricity went off, I just stayed home and, you know, sort of kept the house in order. And then the day after the storm, it was still pretty windy and rainy out, but I ran that day just to sort of survey what was happening. I saw a lot of trees down. Uh, There's a lot of debris, but no one got hurt and there was no major damage to buildings or anything. No one in my social social circle got hit. Um, The university where I work closed down for about nine days and that was quite a blow. So. (sighs) That's uh that's always a nice to have not have those kind of issues uh in our I'm I'm from Alabama Birmingham area we get a lot of tornado goes through here so we always thankful whenever it doesn't go through our side but there's always somebody's hurting so we know that before we go further in our interview, let's uh, talk about uh, your running running journey. You have quite a resume of running. Um, how did you start running? Tell us tell us about that story. Well, I got interested in running socially in the early '90s. And I, I ran some local 5Ks. There was a couple of charities that I was interested in. And so I did little things like that. And then gradually, I just sort of got sucked in. I, you know, um, I'd never really planned for it to take over my life the way it did. It just sort of happened gradually. I was At the time, I was running with a couple of students who were much younger than me. They were um, sort of... Uh, football guys. They were kind of big and they'd played football in high school and they were in pretty good shape and a lot younger. And and the three of us would run together. And I figured out uh, within a short time that the longer we ran, the the better I could do against them. And so I kept trying to sucker them into going to longer, longer things. So we went from doing 5Ks, then we got to 10 and then 15K and then we did a half marathon. And so finally I got them to degree and we all went up to Washington, D.C., and ran Marine Corps Marathon in 91. Definitely uh, talk about that, uh, running your Marine Corps as your first marathon. Tell us about 
your experience uh, running in early 90s and uh, running was not as big as now uh, now in 2017 correct yeah it, in the 1990s you know people that run now don't realize and even if they've been running for a while it's easy to forget there used to not be very many marathons offered if you wanted to run you really had to plan it pretty far in advance and i can remember running with a group of guys not far from here sometime around maybe 93 or 94 and telling them that i was going to run four marathons that year and they couldn't believe it that seemed like a lot at the time that's funny now but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's definitely funny because uh, I, i already ran nine marathons from what do you call beginning of the year till may so and that's yeah. all all over the map if you look at it as uh, <laughs> i know well you know what happened was that gradually i think little every little town started putting up a marathon because the chamber of commerce really likes that they figure out that people come to your area and they stay in the hotel and they buy food in the restaurants and it's really very good for a city's economy and notoriety so really every little town has at least one marathon now it's 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 pretty easy i can remember for a while when i first started running the 50 states i think there were one or two states where there was only one marathon a year but i don't think there are any states that only have one a year anymore i think almost every state is up to three marathons a year now so definitely and even in the state of alabama i think we have three four marathons a year yeah so yeah. So you know, I've run I've run several of them. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely, um, talk about that. Uh, let's discuss a little bit. Uh, you kind of mentioned a little bit of fifty state. Um, I was reading your resume, uh, your your bio that you have run fifty uh, state three times, three times over. Um, let's talk about your first time running the fifty state. So when did you start your fifty state quest? Well, I hadn't really planned it, you know, um, because I traveled for the first few marathons, and um, by the time I did really discovered the fifty state club, and originally there was another. It wasn't really a club. It was a group. It was called the 50 States and D.C. Group. I had run a, several, a lot of Florida races. I qualified for Boston, so I'd run Massachusetts. I'd done Virginia a couple times because Marine Corps was not only my first marathon, but it was also my second. I waited a year and then ran my second one. I ran Atlanta, and and, and that was the first, in 94 was the first year they offered the Disney Marathon. And so I ran that one, and I've run every one since. I'm going to do the 25th one in January. But I'd at that first Disney Marathon, I qualified for Boston. So I had by that time I had Virginia and um, and Georgia and Boston. And there was a group called the um, 50 States and DC Marathon Group, and they weren't a club. And but you could join them and sort of help they keep you help you keep track of your records. And I think their minimum requirement was you had to be in 10 states before you could join them. And so I went to New York and ran Wine Glass Marathon uh, that starts in Bath and ends up in Corning. I had run Boston. I'd done Florida and Georgia and Virginia already. And so I went with some friends to Minnesota. So when I got to 10, I think I ran Big Sur in California. And then um, a group I knew was going to go in 2006, they, a, a group, a local group, And I didn't really know any of the people, but I heard that they were all going to go together and run the Deadwood Mickerson Trail Marathon in uh, in South Dakota. And so my wife was out of town at the time. She um, she was in England, I think, visiting. So I thought, well, I'll just take a little trip. So I went to South Dakota, and that turned out to be. Um, like my ninth state. And there were several people in that group that I met on that trip that said, oh yeah, we're running all 50 states. I thought, oh, that seemed like a pretty cool idea. So I started pursuing the states more diligently. And I think 
right around that times when I, when it really stepped up. I went from maybe doing one to four marathons a year up to like, I think that next year I did nine and then it went to 16. And then ever since then, it's been like 20 a year. So, <laughs> so you, we, we talk about 2006, correct? That's when you really started your quest. Uh... Yeah, I wasn't really going for it up to that time. I would just sort of do whatever sounded like a good idea. But yeah, it was in Deadwood is where I met the people on that sound. I said, oh, I need to join the club. And they said, we well, you know there's another club. There's the, um, and at that time there was a fairly new club and it was the 50 state marathon club and they were a little more organized and and had a lot more you know they had a lot of stuff in the way of paraphernalia and a good website and they really kept up with people they had a newsletter i thought oh this seems like fun so yeah. i joined them and then i started doing quite a few let's see that was like in the summer of 2006 and then by the time 2007 came I did um, quite a few then. I started I doing started doing them about one a month. It's a little difficult for me to get away from home during the academic year, but if you fly, I can you know kind of leave class on Friday and then go someplace and run a marathon and be back in time to teach class on Monday. So that's what I do. Definitely. So that's very interesting, uh, Seth, because uh, I'm li- I'm like you back in your early age, like early time. I think um, I'm really not pursuing 50 state. Um, I'm about to run my 88 marathons and ultra. So it's more local, regional marathon. I mean, I go international here and there, and I have to go to a Big Sur. But I have never uh, thought. I mean, I look at my state. Uh, I kind of mark mark those state, but uh, I have not tried to go all fifty state. Talk about uh, fifty state. Uh, tell us about your best uh, best story of you running fifty state the first time. Well, the first time, you know, it's really sort of an adventure because there was a lot of states I'd never been to. And one of the advantages of this, of course, is you get to go to all these places. And there are places I would have never gone if it wasn't for a marathon there. And when I first started this, there weren't as many marathons offered. Occasionally, I would have to do like a 50K or some sort of a duration ultra just because it would fit in my schedule and I could do it. The first year where I really aggressively started doing a lot of races was in 2008. Uh, starting the early May, I went and did one every week for a few, uh, for, for like really the whole summer. And the first one of those was um, was Flying Pig. That's a good event. And if you, you probably you might know it. It's a, yeah, it's I have a done good that. reputation since Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah, I've done it a couple times. It's really a nice event. Very good. Sport. And then a, a week later, there was a 50K in Iowa. And I had never been to Iowa at all, um, but I had a good time. I met some interesting, fun, fun people there, but they were offering a 50K. Uh, and I had run a couple of local all 50k so I knew I could do the distance so uh, I said well okay it fits in my schedule so I'll do it so I, I just did and starting in early May I did one every week all summer and that really got you know really added a lot to the to the completion of that first round so whenever you uh, crisscross state to state city to city do you try to drive those fly them going back and forth I mean the summer uh, like like being a, you well, being a teacher and you don't you, you I guess you don't teach during the summertime so well I have the option of being unemployed in the summer and, and I always used to work all year long but I thought well I'll just practice to be retired here so I uh, I opted out um, you know if you don't need the money I mean I didn't have any kids in school or you know and I heck I still afford groceries and the house was paid for so I thought well I'll just take the summer off and I, and I didn't really plan to do it every year but I've been doing it every year ever since <laughs> and, um, what I found was flying just really isn't that much fun anyway and it's expensive and, and then you have to come home again and then you have to repack and unpack so what I do is I just sort of pack the car and know I'm going to be gone for a while. And then I head out and I tried to plan it that first year. This would have been 2008. I tried to plan it so I didn't have to do much backtracking. And I looked at the race calendar and said, okay, here's a state I need and these are offered. And I made a spreadsheet of like what, what the most efficient way to do. So I started out 
I went up to, I drove from home up to Cincinnati for Flying Pig. And then I went over, the following weekend, I went to Ames, Iowa. And that's fairly close. I mean, by the standards of a week-long trip, you know, because you got a week to get to the next place. I went to Fargo, another nice event I've done a couple times. That's That was good. Uh, and then I headed out west, and I, I ran the Wyoming Marathon uh, out at uh, Medicine Bow National Forest. I, I did went to Colorado and ran Steamboat in Steamboat Springs, then uh, Montana in Helena. At that time, the, the, the Governor's Cup Marathon was in Helena. I think they've moved it since then. I'm not sure. And then there was one in, um, in Idaho called Teton Dam that was pretty cool. You know, um, there was a, a dam broke there years ago. I'm, can't, I'm trying to remember when that was. It would have been like, the, I think, sometime in the 1970s. And it really flooded an area a lot. And they have a, a marathon to, to sort of commemorate that. And I went up to Alaska. That one, I didn't drive all the way to Alaska. I drove the car and I left it to in um, in Vancouver, Canada. And I flew up to Anchorage. And a bunch of people from here in central Florida all flew. And we all met in Anchorage. And we had a nice week together. We ran the marathon. And then we toured the state of Alaska. Because once you get up there, it's going to stay for a while. So we, ran, we, we rode a train across Alaska, one of those glass top trains where you could see everything. And then when the train dumped out, uh, they put us out at the, the port and we got on a cruise ship and cruised the inside passage to get down and back to Vancouver is where it put where the, the we disembarked. And so I got in my car and drove back home and, and did a couple more marathons on the way home and everybody else just flew home and went to work. So. <laughs> that must be a nice <laughs> thing to have. And uh, so amazing just as I'm listening to you uh, to able to do that. And it's such a blessing that you have. As you move forward, um, what, what was your last on the first round of your 50th state? So whenever you did the first one, uh, you, you just took a alt- marathons and ultra marathons. Is that correct? Yes, I did. Well, because, you know, when it fit into my calendar, I'd, I'd go ahead and run an ultra just because it fit into the calendar. I didn't really need to. I'll still run a few ultras a year, but I'd never had a goal to run an ultra in all 50 states. It's just by the time it came around, I'd already had so many that I thought, oh, I can just finish this off. So I just did it. Uh, I finished the first round of 50 states in Oklahoma, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, at the Route 66 marathon. And a bunch of friends from Central Florida came out to celebrate that with me. It was real nice. There was a, I knew a couple that lived there at the time that I had met at an earlier race, uh, and they sort of hosted us. And it was really all very nice social time in addition to being a personal goal. Definitely. Talk about doing the 50 state. Uh, tell us about the Hawaii. I mean, for me, it's like going to Hawaii is just totally going to a different country altogether. So oh, far. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, yeah, you can't really drive there, of course. You know, that's, a, that's quite a problem. <laughs> I've been to Hawaii three times now. I've, um, the first time I, I wasn't planning to go, but there was, um, it's, I guess it's the Honolulu Marathon. I'm trying to remember what, uh, what, what the name of that event is. It's in, um, yeah, it's the Honolulu Marathon. And I did that one in 2008. And I was a little surprised at the weather because that's the middle of December. And I really thought that it would be nicer there. Um, and although the weather was okay, it was a lot like central Florida. Um, you know, like in December here, it's really, it can be pretty humid and hot. And that's the way it was in Hawaii. I would, when I was there, at least the weather in Hawaii was a lot like central Florida. It was a little bit disappointing. <laughs> so, but in that sense, it was, it gave me that state anyway. Definitely. Um, yeah, usually, uh, I think for me, it'll be Hawaii will be the one difficult to get there. But one of these years, definitely. I will. If I get to Hawaii, I think I can do always uh, do to the continental USA, I guess, Hawaii and Alaska. I guess those are the, <laughs> those are the two that I will have to think about. So before, I mean, I like the, the, the way you did it. So kind of toured the state 
tour, a cruise, a, a drive, and all those. That's very interesting. Tell us about what made you to do go back again. Did you once you finished that uh, Oklahoma uh, Route 66? Uh, then day after that, you said, "Hmm, I'm going to go again, uh, second round." Or did you just? You know, I did. No, I didn't plan that. What happened was, I you know, I didn't want to stop marathoning because you know the best time to sign up for a marathon is is when you finished your last one because you're already in shape. You know, <laughs> and and I tell people that all the time. Really, it's it's so much easier to stay in shape than it is to get in shape. And I had, and by that time I had a sort of a, a reputation here locally as being the guy who would go somewhere. And, and people would say, oh, well, I need to train and, and I'm just sort of always ready. So people knew that if they ever wanted to do something, they could just contact me and I would probably do it. So I was doing, I did quite a few Florida races because they were so easy to get to. And after I finished that first cycle of 50 states, I did uh, I did Space Coast right right after that. I mean, it was only a week later. And then Jacksonville and Disney and then Ocala and then one in Gainesville and one in T- and so there was like I did like my next eight marathons were all in Florida just because I you know had enough travel and I didn't start really I wasn't pursuing the other states. It just it worked out that occasionally there was one that I wanted to do because somebody asked me to go with them or I had friends and family in the area or something like that. So I had had Arkansas and New Jersey. And I, there was one, um, in, um, it starts, it, it starts in one state and ends in another. It's the Hatfield McCoy. You probably know it. It's not far from you. Up in the Kentucky yes, area. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've heard yeah. About it. So, and that was pretty cool. So by that time I had a few more and, uh, and I had heard about other people doing, doing more than one. And so I had really decided that I had run more ultras that time. So what I started doing was looking preferentially for ultras that I could do to, to finish one cycle. And it's hard to do that because there aren't as many of those. So a bunch of my second completion of the 50 states wasn't marathons. It was actually ultras, but it wasn't all 50 of them. And so it wasn't until the third completion that I got the rest of the states for an ultra. Got you. So whenever you go back, try to do uh, do this over, especially the marathon, do you try to go back to the same race or how does that work? Uh, like, Or, or well, do, you, do you choose to go different one? It's mostly calendar driven. You know, there's a lot of things that are either they're either hard to get to or they're you know some races are just so expensive or they have like a qualifying time or they do a lottery and there's so many good races out there that are relatively new and not so snobby so i don't really ever i usually don't enter those lotteries or go for the really expensive ones i'll usually try to if there's one that looks like it might be fun maybe smaller it's a charity that i want to support i'll go and uh, run that one but I, i guess i don't have a particular goal about oh it needs to be this or that so on a part of this thing uh part of you uh, trying to add marathons do you try to do back-to-back weekends and three days and four days and the weekends and those those kind of marathons you do or i didn't start that until just fairly recently you know i i used to i used to run one a week and a week is really plenty of time to pull yourself back together i think elite runners would say disagree with that but i am not that i'm just sort of a chump you know i just run and finish and don't get hurt but the people run fast you know they probably really only should do one or two a year they're running full out the whole time. And that's not what I do. But beginning about, I guess about three years ago, a couple of companies came up with this idea of, of staging a marathon near each other. And you probably know about the folks, mainly marathons. And there's an, another group, uh, Chuck Savage runs a group where they'll do, uh, say, five marathons in five states in five days. And so the opportunity with relatively little travel, you can get a whole bunch of states. And I didn't really start doing that nonsense until I guess about two years ago. Um, I think it was summer before last. I think I did four marathons 
in five days, or, you know, and then another time I did, I think, five marathons in seven days. And so you can cram them together pretty close. I, I can't recommend that if you want to run well. It's not for fast people. But, you know, if, if you slow down and give yourself another 20 minutes or so on your marathon time, you can pull yourself together and run another one the next day without too much trouble. I don't know if you've ever run back-to-backers. I, I've done um, two I've done the first time I did two days in a row. I thought it would really be bad, but once you get started, it's really not that bad. Definitely, I, I did sign up for one recently here. Uh, this beginning of this year, I was supposed to run uh, Jackson, Mississippi, and then go down to Mobile. Jackson got canceled, so so uh, thank goodness I didn't I didn't get to run the first one. Hit the second one was hard enough, so so you know I, I try to run relatively fast, but I do like a stage race. Last weekend, actually, I was running trail stage race, like 13 miles here, 13. 18, 16, and 20 miles or something like that. But I have not done yes. a back-to-back uh, weekend marathon. I'm very interested to do that or whatever you just talked about, uh, doing two, three, four marathons in a weekend, especially in the summertime. Just drive in those locations, just enjoy. You oh, know. yeah, it's it's great. Well, in, 20, in the summer of 2016, I guess I did... Um, I ran one in New Hampshire, and then the next day I ran one in, in uh, Rhode Island, and then the next day after that I uh, ran um, in Connecticut, and then, then I skipped a day um, because they're just it, it was a state I didn't need, but uh, and so I gave myself a one day break, and then I did one in New York. And so that was nice because I was in the area and I was already doing one a week. And if you do that many, especially if you're willing to slow down and take care of yourself, it's, it, you know, you can recover pretty well. So definitely, um, especially my summertime, I try to train, put a training uh, uh, marathons like that or ultra marathons like that probably makes sense. Like you, I can put myself together in a week and that's what I'm going to do. I'm pacing Chicago next Sunday and then I'll race uh, seven bridges. So kind of two weekends, two weekends apart. For me, I think it's two weekends. I think if I get if I get a break a week in between, I can. I think I'm, I'm pretty much recover. But and sometimes I run 100 miles and stuff, so that takes a little longer to recover. So yeah, that takes quite a while. Well, I've never run a hundred. I think the longest I ever ran. Yeah, I ran. I ran one time. I ran a little over 76 miles, and it was a duration event in Alaska, and, and it took me quite a while to run to go that far. So I can comprehend what a hundred would be like, and that just seems like a long way to run to me. How's that for understatement? <laughs> 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 yeah, it, it is a long way. To, uh, this time, I'm just going to show up and just run and uh, enjoy. I try not to kill myself, especially early part of the race. So, so November 4th, that's what I have, 25, 30 hours of running, you know. It's, it's, well, for me, it's just staying awake that long is really the problem. I'll, I will, um, I've had several ultras where I started to get so sleepy, so I just laid down on the ground and took a little nap and then got up and ran some more. And so I've done that more than once. <laughs> it's perfectly acceptable, I heard. Yeah. So a lot of people try to do time the time event as well uh, i've been asked to do that uh, to run some time events and those time events people actually literally they they go to sleep you know if you're running 48 hours you know sleeping yeah. two hours is never gonna hurt you <laughs> so oh i love those events well those are actually pretty civilized because you ordinarily they're on a closed loop someplace and there's a very well stocked aid station so you're never very far away from where you need to be so even if something went wrong you can always limp back to the start and you can just set whatever goal you want you know if you if you're like even for a marathon if you got in trouble at say mile 24 or so and, and didn't finish it would be like you never even showed up but if you're one at one of those duration events and you know you think well i'd like to run 50 miles today and you only do 40 well at least you got credit for 40 i mean that's 
that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. One of our common friends, Phil, the last time when he ran Endless Mile is close to here. I remember uh, he came back with Starbucks coffee. I was like, where did you get the coffee? I said, oh, I went just down the, up the street and got some Starbucks and I'm, I'm back here. So, so. Yeah. <laughs> I knew a guy that I, I didn't really travel with him, but I'd occasionally meet him. He's a local guy here. We'd occasionally meet at a marathon out of town or an ultra out of town. And we did uh, more than once. I went with him to one of these duration events and he would go and his only goal was to have a marathon. So he'd, he'd run his marathon and then he'd just leave the course. He'd go back to the hotel and take a shower and take a nap, watch television. One time he, he left the course and went and watched one of his kids' soccer games. And then he came back and ran some more. And by the time it was over, he actually did pretty well. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I was telling somebody that if you're going to go time events and if there's a longest, whatever's longest, sign up for that. Uh, so you're you're not in pressure. Last year I did the 12 hours and I was kind of in pressure. It's about 48 hours is what I would like to do one of these years, but I don't like to do those. Um, so let's focus on our uh, running a 50 state. Tell us about why did you decide to go third time? You know, you, you have done twice already, or are you now going for fourth time as well? So how does that, you said you just finished the third uh, round of it, correct? Yeah, well, I really wanted to do an ultra for the second time, but it was just too hard to put that together in the calendar. And there is no club for running an ultra in all 50 states that I know of. So what I did was I I just used the ultras as credit for a marathon and for a second completion. And by that time, I only needed about another, I don't know, I guess maybe 10 states or so of ultra. So I went back to some of those places and just finished an ultra there and so that's how i got the third one so are you going with the fourth now or or have you stopped well, I, now I, you know I, you know i'm getting old you know i don't, <laughs> I don't know if there's going to be a fourth and i have slowed down a lot too i mean when i was running well i used to run a marathon in like 320 but that was a long time ago it's really no longer relevant that was 25 years ago so <laughs> uh, you know i'm pretty much a four and a half or five hour guy now i still pace a lot um, I, I pace quite a few marathons, but I won't even try to pace anything faster than five hours just because, I mean, you got people counting on you. You don't want to have to run full out. Uh, yeah, I can tell that this, it, it's not going to last forever. I, I'm delighted that I've lasted this long. So. <laughs> definitely. Uh, definitely. Like I said earlier, it's a blessing to be just be out there and running and, and being part of the community and enjoying the day. You know, it's all that to me. Oh, to me, that's the important part. In fact, people sometimes laugh when I tell them this, but I don't even like running that much. I just, I really, (laughs) I, I, to me, I like being a runner. I like being in the culture. I like, and some of my non-running friends, you know, I I like, you know, I like it when they say you did what, you know, (laughs) you know, so that's the fun part. Yeah, definitely. Uh, A lot of time for me is like when I run hundred miles, about miles between 40 to 60, somewhere along that miles, I think it's 60 miles somewhere, I tell myself, 100 is not for me. I tell yeah. myself, and then there I, there I am, I'm finished, and I sign up for the next one. So the punishment continues, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, tell us about what motivates you to be out there doing all this thing day in and day out. And, you know, it's a lot of miles, and you put it in, and a lot of marathons, a lot of events. You know, tell us what motivates you. Well, it's I guess the, the biggest part of it is it, I like being plugged into that social circle. And it's hard to go wrong if you hang around with runners. You know, I mean, here you are, you're, you're with a bunch of attractive, healthy people that have goals. I mean, it's it's really, that's that's the people you want to surround yourself with. Because uh, I've gotten involved in a lot of other things that are associated with running, like I, I help lead a training group on, on the weekends. And I'm in, I don't know, about five different clubs where you, you know, go here and let's all meet and do this. And so the, the, the social aspect of it has been the most important. That's what really has kept me going. But also the health aspects have been good for me too. You know, I, I never really got too far out of shape. Once I started, I just sort of stayed 
associated with it. And, and it's been real good for maintaining good health. There's a lot of arthritis in my family. And I can, I could tell, you know, by the time I got to be 40 or so, I could tell that there was some stiffening up of the joints and some discomfort. But actually, I feel pretty good as long as I'm moving. It's only sitting around that really causes any trouble. So, <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a problem for all the runners, the stiffness and the sit around? Yeah. Because we just, we cannot sit around too long. Talk about your health and A's. Uh, tell us about how old are you now? I'm 65. And except for, you know, a, a little bit, I've, I have slowed quite a bit. I can tell that. But I really have been pretty good about keeping all my parts in order. I never, you know, I, I was telling somebody just today, I, I was running with some people that, that I, um, acquaintances from the area. I was out this morning and we agreed. If you think about the people, you know, that run well and they're always going to the track and doing speed work and getting faster, they're always hurt. They're hurt all the time. And I've been remarkably injury free, but I've never was a winner either. You know, I was, a, you know, a guy, I, even on my good, better days, I was only sort of a mid packer. If I finish in the top half, I feel like I'm a big hero. Yeah. So just taking care of yourself is a good idea. Definitely. Uh, talk about that, uh, taking care of yourself. Do you put uh, some training time uh, to get ready for all these events? You you said you spend summer to run week after week, uh, several several days, weekends. So well, one of the yeah, one of the nice things about running is many as I do is how far out of shape can you get in a week? You know, I mean, it's, I'm virtually always trained, you know, and I, I almost never like when I was doing a lot of ultras, especially out in the Western states in the mountains, I would try to find places where I could run in because here in Florida, it's real flat. So it's hard to find a place where you can do some good hill training. But we have some multi-level parking lots and some overpasses and stuff. And I would go and run those sometimes. But that's really about the only thing that I would actually call training. The rest of it is just sort of social running. You know, I guess I run about somewhere around 40 miles a week, which is not a lot. That's, you know, whether I'm racing or not, it, that's what it ends up being. So again, I guess I would say, do you really call that training? It's more like maintenance, really. Yeah, more than more maintenance. That's the mode mm -hmm. I, I, I get in. Uh, summertime, I train very focused training. And then once I get uh, starting next week and this week, I'm just going to try to maintain myself so I can stand straight on, on the week after week. You know, that's, that's all I will be doing. So I'll try not to push myself, you know, because there's, if I injured myself between weeks, it, you know, it's not that good. No, it's true. You know, if you think about those people that you know, again, I, I like the, the fastest runners I know here locally, you know, it looks, seems to me like they get hurt like about once a year and then they're out for six weeks and then they're back trying to get trained back up. And, you know, I, I would rather just slow down and finish. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I, I still push myself. Uh, I only push during the races. Uh, a lot of time, I guess I've set myself for failure, but, uh, but, uh, but I have, I train slow race fast so but sometime i'm able to achieve boston bq but sometime i'm just finishing just like you said so so i pull back once i know know that i'm not going to achieve whatever i'm trying to do i'm just start pulling back a lot so well i qualified for boston years ago but i haven't been back there in quite a while and you know that qualifying time to get into boston it gets slower with age but i was getting slow faster than i was getting old and so i'm pretty i went to boston twice and but i haven't been able to get back in the last time i was at boston was 1995 and I haven't been back since I really thought about and maybe get some speed going and I thought why bother I'm having a good time you know I've been to Boston I don't you know let, let give that spot to somebody else <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah it looks like I qualify for Boston every two years so I went for 2015 uh, this year so I'm I'm not going next year so yeah like you said I'm, I'm happy somebody else got the spot and it's it's getting harder and harder even with your qualifying time you cannot get into this year's 323 or something like that three minutes so you have to be 
be running pretty fast. So next year, I heard it's going to be four minutes. Oh, yeah. And, you, <laughs> yeah, it's going up by every minute. So Yeah, they think a little too much of themselves over in Boston. I'm going to let them just have their race back. I think that part of my life might be over. So, <laughs> Well, that's impressive. If you're still qualifying for Boston, that's quite good. That's not a goal of mine just because it doesn't even seem realistic to me. I'm so far from that. I haven't even looked up what it takes at my age. And although it's fairly liberal, I'll bet it's faster than I am. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the older you get, uh, you get a lot of time. But, but I try to run at least, race at least once or twice to see if I can qualify for Boston. At least it gets me some speed back, you know. I've got a new friend who's doing that now, and he uh, he's taking it really seriously, and he quit drinking, and, you know, he's uh. like all, all, <laughs> eating all these, you know, special foods and, and goes to the track and does this and that, and, you know, he's he's come close several times, and I, uh, so I, I think he'll do it, but, you know, I don't envy him, you know, I don't want to live that way. <laughs> <laughs> me neither. I, I don't do those kind of... Uh, last time when I qualified, I, it was just amazingly how I qualified, but, but I was just not Boston training, so it was just, you know, I was running trails during the summer, just like what I do, you know, training, you know, put a little training here, to put a little training there, but I guess Boston will come whenever it will come, so so talk about that, uh, we just, uh, you mentioned a little bit about that nutrition, do you follow any nutrition for you uh, to get ready from the race to race, event to event? I eat horribly. I eat all this stuff that you, that would like anybody who takes this stuff seriously would would really be horrified. I, I do eat a lot. I'll say that to try to doing just doing calorie replacement. This is probably not an exaggeration. I bet I eat twice as much as almost everybody I know. You know, so, <laughs> uh, um, it's it's really crazy. And part of that is just a habit. Uh, I don't gain weight from it or anything. So I guess I'm throwing all those calories out on the road. But yeah, I do. I eat quite a bit, and I eat good food when I have it. But sometimes I don't, and I'll eat you know all kind of McDonald's and you know all stuff that's probably not the best training food but i do it anyway so. <laughs> definitely yeah i try to put all kind of food in my body so these days i'm born, becoming more portion sizing but i'm eating as much so well so. i'm so happy to have something to eat you know i don't you know i got like i have no patience with with fussy eaters, you know, just eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Out of all the races you have done, uh, 50 stayed three times. Tell us about which one is your favorite race, one or two races that kind of sticks out. Well, there's categories, you know, it depends on what you're like, what you're in for. Like people ask me that a lot. And I guess I'd say if you like natural beauty, that's, that's one set of recommendations. But if you like a, an event that has a lot of crowd support and a, sort of a party atmosphere and is a fun social time, maybe, you know, good, uh, good party before and after the race that's a different category so i you know i guess i could give you recommendations in both of those for, for natural beauty and just being in places that are great it's hard to beat big sur i'm going back there this year and i haven't been back and i guess uh, i was just figuring the other day it's been about 12 years since the last time i did that and that is a, a nice race it used to be easier to get in now they do a lottery but the lottery is fairly forgiving so they take an awful lot of people so that's an excellent race beautiful runs along the pacific coast there on that pacific coast highway and that is just lovely talking about big sur kind of want to yeah. add that a little bit because uh, I ran Boston to Big Sur this year and I was just my heart just <laughs> like you said it's a beautiful place so oh yeah it's great the east coast equivalent that is pretty nice too there's one called um, Mount Desert Island and it, it, it's spelled like um, desert, but it, I think it's dessert. I think dessert was a person. That's a proper name. And Mount Desert Island in Maine. And that runs along the Atlantic coast. And it's real rocky and up and down. And, um, but the, you run on the road. And that's beautiful also. I, um, I would say it's of comparable beauty to, to like a Big Sur. I also really liked 
the um, Steamboat Marathon in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. That had one of the most beautiful starting lines I think I've ever seen. They'll drive you out of town. Um, Steamboat Springs is really a ski town. It's not a huge urban center, but it's sort of a vacation area. A lot of people go there to ski. But during the summer, I guess it's early June, and you get on a bus in town and they drive you out we're up to a higher elevation to this ski area. And there's actually, it's it's in June, but there's still snow on the ground that hasn't quite melted from the, the winter before. And it's just beautiful. It gets light out there and it's time to start. And then the first, I guess, 10 miles or so are in just really perfectly lovely Colorado mountain area. And it's slightly downhill. It's not a steep downhill, but you can run pretty fast without much effort. And that was a, a lovely race too. I could So in terms of natural beauty, I guess I would say, yeah, Mount Desert Island, Big Sur and uh, Steamboat were all really lovely. If you like a party, there are several I really like. It's hard to go wrong with Flying Pig. The city loves that race. In Cincinnati, the people come out in every little neighborhood, sets up their own impromptu aid station, and the, uh, the, the neighbors dress up in various kinds of costumes. Uh, it's all good fun. There's a lot of music on the course. There's a really good party both, uh, for afterwards. Uh, I like that one a lot. Nashville was good. Now, my knowledge of Nashville predates when the when the main uh, when the uh, rock and roll series took that over. When I ran Nashville the last time, it was under a different ownership, so I don't know how the event might have changed. I have run uh, Nashville, part of the rock and roll but I, I have not, never run before, so it's kind of hilly course there. So. Yeah, but that one's a fun party one. Fargo is a great race. Everybody in Fargo is so nice, and that runs over into Minnesota as well. Um, you, you run a little, little bit of the course, creeps over the, the state line there, and you come back in. But Fargo has a great uh, post-rapes party and a really good meal before, and it's an urban marathon, and, and they do a nice job. It's a little hard to get a hotel room there. They don't really have enough <laughs> enough accommodations for everybody. But So if any, if, if any of your listeners are um, planning to go there, definitely book book someplace to stay early because it gets filled up fast. That one, it's, uh, it finishes in the Fargo Dome. And so it's actually indoors. You run through a large sort of garage door that goes into the Fargo Dome there and you're projected on a jumbotron and there are people in the stands cheering for you and they announce you. It's a big deal. That's a pretty nice race too. So I would say yeah, if, you're just, if you're looking for a good sort of social party time, um, Fargo is great. Flying Pig is great. And I don't know about Nashville because, you know, I'm not sure what they do with that now but it was at the time i ran it really good fun there's of course several others but um definitely listen to you i think i want to put fargo because i think i'm gonna go pace over there i, I do pace a lot of marathons lately so so i think I'm, i may go pace fargo see if i can pace it so that's a great thing to do is pacing you know i did i've done a lot of that in the last couple of years because you know if you do if you do 25 or so marathons a year you go broke just paying the registration fees so i'm always looking <laughs> around for ways to, sometimes i get in for free because i sing the national anthem and sometimes I can get in for free if I'm willing to pace. And so I probably run, I don't know, I think five, maybe five or six races a year for free. And that really um, get, frees up a little bit of money so you can you know, pay for another one. So Definitely. Yeah. And it's always, always helpful. And uh, being a pacer as well, you know, you get different kind of, you know, you, you're doing different kind of things. But definitely, um, I, I think I'm looking forward. Maybe I'll, I'll put a Fargo on my list. Sith, uh, how many marathons you have done? I think I saw like 239. Uh, that's a lot of marathons. Uh, as of t- yeah. Mm-hmm. As of today, I'm at 239. I'm looking forward to crossing the 250 mark. I don't know if 300 seems like a lot to me, you know, but if I hold up, I might get the 300. Who knows? There are people <laughs> that certainly have run a lot 
lot more, but that's that's a big number. It's more than most of the people in my social circle, anyway. Yeah. Definitely, I'm 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 at 87 at this moment. So so marathons and ultra marathons. I'm I'm looking forward to cross to 100. So it'll be my 10th season of running now. Quite a bit of achievement for me. And a lot of them are regional, you know, regional races, local races. So unlike you, I have not gone many states uh to run so so definitely well, it's easier for you to get to states too from where you're located you know there's a lot of places you can get to fairly easily by car if you live out here in the peninsula part of florida any place you go even georgia is quite a haul <laughs> you know? yeah i mean you take one day just to get out of florida you know and um so a lot of the country is relatively inaccessible unless you're willing to fly this stuff and, and then you got to buy an airline ticket that's another way to go broke yeah you know <laughs> when you when you get to your hundred you should be sure and join the hundred marathon club our mutual friend Phil turned me on to that. I think I posted on Facebook that I'd gotten my 100th marathon mm-hmm. and I'd met Phil at an earlier event and he wrote me a note and he said, oh, you need to join the 100 marathon club. I didn't even know there was one. So <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I'll join that. I'm looking forward. Hopefully by fall, I'll, I'll get there. Depends on how, what I want to do. If I want to hold off to my the 100th one, make it some special event. So Have you run in Florida? Yeah, I have run Florida. I, I did Miami. Uh, I paced Miami. I've done most of the Southeast marathons here. But I've done of quite a bit stayed so i'm originally from nepal so I, I was asked to come to nepal run the 100th one so we'll see if that's going to happen so we'll see yeah well good luck with that yeah we have some good races here in florida uh, i like space coast a lot that's an excellent event there's also jacksonville is one of my favorites too that's a real nice race uh, that's december and that's actually a really nice event they got a good course um they, it's it's well run i could recommend that one definitely so talking about uh 239 marathons and ultra is there any race that you haven't run that you like to run is there anything you're missing now you said i gotta run that well there, uh, everything i ever wanted to do in terms of a, a goal I, there uh, has now been done you know when i went to big sur the first time i had been threatening to go for about 10 years that was one that i wanted to do from from really from the time i started marathoning and every year you know that's right around the same time as boston as you know and every year people would say oh yeah let's go to let's go to big sur and then it'd get close to time to register and they'd say well no i'm going to go to boston or oh well, let's go next year and i i waited and waited and finally i just said i'm not waiting for people anymore i just signed up and i said here's what i'm doing if you want to come come on and so <laughs> that was really the right thing to do very early when i first started running i heard that the original marathon the one that starts in the village of marathon outside of athens then you run into athens greece and i i'd wanted to do that and uh, and i did that like pretty early on i think that was my, my, my fifth marathon or so. It was pretty early. So, so that was definitely a goal. There were a couple like that that were always on my list. There was my last one that I always wanted to do and, and hadn't done. I, I finally got this year and it was the Memorial Marathon in Oklahoma City. Um, you know, they commemorate that when they blew up the Murrah Philip, you know, remember when Timothy McVeigh, yeah. that was quite a tragedy. They put together a marathon that's been going on for quite a while now. I'm on the order of 20 years or so. Uh, and I'd always wanted to do that. And I got there this year finally. But that's a hard time a year for me to get away. And this year it just happened to work out that the way my teaching schedule went and the date of the marathon, I could fly in and make that happen. So, so whenever you, you plan these days, how early do you plan? Well, it, when I'm planning out the summer... I usually start, um, oh, you know, certainly by January, um, and I start looking at what's available. You know, Marathon Guide does a pretty good job of organizing things by date, and also the Marathon Maniac site does a real good job. You can see how which of your friends are going where, and so I'll put it out. And at the time that I was pursuing completing the 50 states on one or more of the cycles, I could look around, see what state I need, and you could sort it, you know, and say, okay, well, what's going on? And and I try to figure it out a way that I could drive from one to the other and get as many as the states as I could within the, the 
few months of the summer. I guess now I'm just sort of doing whatever I feel like it. I don't really have any big goals. I'm, I think for next summer, I'll probably do a few more Canadian provinces. I have a couple of them now because um, Canada is cool and, and it's uh, it's pretty nice during the summer months. It's nice to go up there to run. It's so much nicer than Florida. So. <laughs> I think they have a lot of lot of races now nowadays in Canada. I have done Toronto Marathon back in, like you said, it was early, early time. I think it was like in third or fourth marathon, very early. So the Toronto Marathons, but, but definitely um, it'll be interesting to go Canada, many provinces there. So Actually, I was surprised. I went to Fredericton in uh, New Brunswick in 2010 and I ran a marathon there and under five hours and I was the the very last finisher and I, that's astounding to me you know I mean usually in a marathon there you can count on some people coming in at like six and a half hours I looked around at the starting line and everybody looked like a Boston qualifier I thought I don't know <laughs> if I should be in this race I, I'm looking around and and like that was really a that was a very fast field yeah I was, I was surprised by that I ran um, I also ran in Ontario there's a nice one um, up by Niagara Falls that's uh, um, I did a, a 50k up there. That was really nice too. So I've only got two provinces now, and I, I'd like to get the rest of them. So definitely, yeah, I'll like to cover some some Canada. Maybe do some ultra out there. So so definitely, maybe maybe our road will cross sometime. So okay, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. Get, 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 make contact. You know, I'll be happy to meet you. Definitely, Seth. We we talked about the many things about you running, racing. Uh, in many many things we talked to here uh tell us about uh, and you make it sound so easy um you know, with everything you do tell us about what is your biggest struggle part of the, the 239 marathons and ultra you have done what is your biggest struggle well some of it is just about the money i mean you know there's all that travel involved um i mean it, uh Fortunately, I, I do it as inexpensively as I can. But a lot of what really slows me down is that just how much it's going to cost. You know, I, I have a very inexpensive automobile to operate. I drive a Prius. And so it gets excellent mileage. But for the last, I guess, oh, about 10 years during the summer, I've crossed the entire country at least twice. And to drive from here to, say, Washington State or something is a lot of miles. And um, and I do it as economically as I can. I'll stop at, you know, sometimes I'll sleep in the car to rest stop in between trips or I'll go to inexpensive hotels. But it, you know, that that struggle is not a personal one as much as it's financial. You know, it's not like my health is okay. That, that's that's really, the I would say, the biggest impediment. If, if it didn't cost so much, I would probably do even more. So. <laughs> more hinders your goals than a, than a struggle itself uh, so definitely but one of these days you may win a lottery and then then you can cross the globe like you have done the cross the cross the uh, what do you call it, United States. Uh, have yes. you done like a many international marathons too? Or um, I think I've run about five countries now. I went um, summer before last. I went to Iceland and ran Reykjavik. That was cool. I ran Greece. I think we talked about that earlier. Uh, I ran in Japan, a little little town outside of Tokyo called Uriatsu. I ran um, and of course Canada. We just talked about. But not a lot of countries. Oh, I ran I ran the Prague Marathon in the Czech Republic. Yeah, that was a cool va- event. That was yeah. That was a lot of elite runners there too. I got there a day early. I was in Europe because I was teaching a course at uh, a university in Poland. I stayed on a train. I rode a tr- one of those kind of sleeper trains from Poland where I was teaching a course over to the Czech Republic and went to Prague. And I got there a day early. And when I went to the hotel and told them I was for the marathon, they thought that I was an elite runner and they had comped rooms. And so they set me up in this really nice suite. 
and when they found out it was a mistake, they, they um, called me and apologized and wanted to move me. But they just said, well, you can stay in the room. It was our mistake. So I stayed in a really uh, a swanky place. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, always nice. Definitely. Yeah. Seth, uh, it's, it has been really a pleasure to talk to you uh, and connect with you, uh, you running and listening to your running journey. Uh, as I'm setting uh, myself to go 100 marathons in ultra, it'll be great to listen to what we talked here and reflect back. Before we close this interview, can you give us a word of advice to run uh, places and beyond your local and see the country like you have done? Give us a word of advice. Well, I would say, you know, stay within the limits of your ability. It's okay to decide you would like to be faster, but approach it like because it's so much more important to be able to finish than it is to finish fast. Don't get hurt. Take care of yourself. That's what I would say. Now, that's the biggest piece of advice. When I think of all the runners that I know, that aren't running anymore because they just wore out parts. You know, it's it's really okay to slow down if you need to. <laughs> Definitely. That sounds a great word of advice. Uh, I will take it as, as I go forward to go to my 100th Marathons and Ultra. Thanks for your time and uh, thanks for talking to you about your running running journey and, and definitely has been a pleasure to talk to you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. If you have a need to cover your events from marketing to taking photos, please contact mruns.com by emailing at marathonruns at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to another episode of Emirates Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast channel, Voice of Runners, at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and more. And also follow our social media channel, Marathon Runs, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube.